What is going on, everybody? It's me, Nicholas Willard, and you're listening to Almost Canon. So, if you have experienced the unknown in any way, maybe some sort of spiritual haunting, um, demonic possession, some sort of cryptid creature, which could include, you know, lake monsters, everyone loves a lake monster, then we want to know about it. You can email us at almostcanonpod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at Almost Canon Podcast. Send us a message on there. Uh, we have an Instagram. You can try to hit us up there. I'm not exactly sure how to use it. I pretty much just make posts. But if you send us a message there, I'm sure I would find it. Now, the best way to get a hold of us is a regular email, and that is almostcanonpod at gmail.com. Send us your stories. We want to hear them. And who knows? Maybe you'll end up on the show. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Now, last week, I put out the word for some of our newer listeners to leave some ratings and reviews, and they did. So, which is great. We got several new reviews, um, and a couple just regular plain old uh, ratings, which which are just as good. So, um, I want to thank Kalshin Falcon for leaving a very kind review and a delightful rating, as well as the uh, anonymous few who just uh, left a couple five star ratings, which is which is always nice. You know, you can't you can't argue with a good old five star rating, can you? So. Now that that's out of the way, oh, there was one thing I wanted to add. Like I had said last week, now through January 31st, if you leave, you know, a rating in a review and you email a screenshot of that review to almostcanonpod at gmail.com, you will be automatically entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Boom. Who doesn't like Amazon? Trust me. I'm a postal driver. I know. Everybody loves Amazon. You know, they might actually love Amazon a little too much. Either way, it doesn't matter. A hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. You leave a rating. You leave, you know, you take a screenshot. You email me that so I can have your email. Uh, you are automatically entered. You don't have to do anything. All you got to do is send us the, the screenshot of your review. And we will be doing that drawing on February 1st. So you have from now until January 31st at 11.59 to get that in. So now that all that boring business is out of the way, let's get into tonight's episode. Grandparents. Besides our parents, and for some of us our siblings, our grandparents are the most important people in our lives. They're there since day one. They make us feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. They spoiled us when our parents wouldn't. And most importantly, they make us feel safe. So should there be any doubt as to why 
The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh all the way to Grandma's house. Or as to why Little Red Riding Hood isn't afraid of her grandmother, even when she looked like a wolfish monster. Or, better yet, why everyone still visited old Grandmother Hubbard, even though she lived in a tiny cupboard. Personally, I believe it's something that's simply engraved within our very fibers. For thousands of years, since time immemorial, we have learned from our elders, and they have protected us. So what happens when Grandma's house, our home away from home, in a place where we had felt safe since before we can even remember, becomes a place we not only love, but fear? Tonight we speak with Haley and her sister Jody, who spent their childhood at the family farm, which was also their grandmother's house. But as they grew older, they quickly realized more was going on than what met the eye. They began to see shadows moving through the night and figures creeping within the darkness. These paranormal happenings culminated in several extremely frightful events that would unravel an incredible story that began over 150 years ago. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's episode of Almost Canon. So do you want a rundown of the whole story again? Yeah, if you guys could just go over the story, um, and then I, I think we should talk about the letter at the end. I feel like it brings it all together in like a really... Um, spooky. epic spooky way yeah yeah like, so I had a lot of experiences there um, I actually lived with my Graham um, I've lived in my new house for about a year so before that I lived with Graham for um, almost three years so it was just me and was her that long. yeah it was a long was time long. yeah um, so I lived upstairs um, she she was she was getting pretty old, so she couldn't climb the stairs anymore. So her bedroom moved downstairs. So I was upstairs in one of the spare rooms. Um, and I I would hear a lot of stuff at night, especially. So like you you can tell she has two cats, and you can tell when the cats are running up and down the stairs, totally different set of footsteps. You like learn the footsteps. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And, and you could hear just footsteps up the stairs. And there was a few nights where there'd be footsteps. I could hear the footsteps going up the stairs. And then my door would squeak open. And it was, it was just really spooky when you're just upstairs by yourself. And your grandmother can't climb the stairs. So you know it's not her. So, right. and it's like midnight. And I'm like, nobody else is in the house. So it's just me here. Um, and my dog a lot of like a lot this would happen so she would just stare at my door would be shut and she would just stare at the door like she was waiting for someone to come in she would just stare at it and start whining sometimes I'm like what are you whining at right now or she just like stare at the wall I had a conjoined room so the room that I my bed was in there was another little room off of that which used to be a section of the attic that they renovated into like a little room um, and sh there was a doorway and she would stand <clears throat> from the doorway where my bedroom was into that room, which was my craft room at the time. Um, 
she would just stare into that room and <laughs> it was so creepy because you're like what are you staring at right now and I would be like store what are you and she would look at me and then look right back into the other room and I'm like okay I'm going to sleep <laughs> I'm not dealing with this right now um was the house uh like a farm or something a family yeah. farm yeah so the house was built in 18 in the 1840s I think um I'd have to ask for an exact year from yeah, Graham. But it was the 1840s and they had an attached barn to the house. So it was like a big farm. There was a bunch of acres. Um, there wasn't they, as many trees as there is now. Either. No, it was, there, all very... it was like, and okay. even there's a big field out back still. Like it's all field. There's a big field in front of the house. Um, none of the houses around like towards the back of her house were even there. It was all just acreage, wood, woods, farm. There was an apple orchard up there. Um, and a family lived there. And they just ran a barn. And then my gram actually moved there. I'm not sure exactly the owner's names or anybody else who has lived there before yeah. my gram. That's gram okay. moved. Yeah, she moved there when she was 20. She was about 20, yeah. About she's 20. And she's 96 now. She's 96. Wow. So she's lived there since she was 20. Um, raised all her kids there. Um, five of them. <laughs> yep, five of them. Yeah, and my, my grandfather was with her, obviously, as well, the whole time and up until he passed away. Um, <clears throat> and she's still there. She's still there. And it was the barn has been torn down. I think they tore the barn down before my grand lived there. The original. the original barn and there was a new barn that was across the street um that my grandfather used he had draft horses so um yeah he had a barn across the street but the original barn to the house had been torn down a long time ago um, that barn that was there now is now renovated into um my one of her sons yeah homes oh that's cool yeah um so do you guys like um because my my grand's got they they have like a family farm and mm -hmm. like you know the family gets together and they all go over there at certain times of the year and I I, I kind of got the feeling that this, your your grand's farm was kind of like a place where like the family would all come together. Oh yeah, especially yeah. before, you know, we were born. Like my mom's, you know, time before she had kids and you know, her kids were all younger and whatnot. Everybody used to do all of the Christmases there. Of course, family creates more family and kids and they start to kind of end up doing different things throughout the years as, you know, most people end up doing, but we still all get together there. And like Jody and I, we would get on the bus there every single day because it was only a mile away from our house. And she would have pancakes ready for us and we get off the bus there every day our grand basically helped raise us, helped yeah. Raise us. <laughs> so, yeah we were there almost every single day at my grand's house so it was always you know we had a great time and it's like a home but there was plenty of even when we didn't have very vivid experiences there was still always those feelings that we would get every time I still get them when I go there oh, like 100%. it they're just always there even if you don't have one of those very crazy 
story time experiences you always get those vibes like somebody's watching you or somebody is right there with you especially in certain areas like the top of the stairs the top of the stairs yeah. the whole entryway mm-hmm. where you first walk in the door it's very strong there always has been mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember like when it's nighttime and I'm leaving I have I have dinner with my grandma at least once a week now yeah and I'll leave when it's dark out and I don't even look up the stairs. Oh, I'm know. like, I can tell someone sitting up there watching me. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not so even look. Last, last week I yeah. was just, I was just like walking and I kind of from the corner of my eye looked up and I was just waiting to see something. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Oh, very, <laughs> yeah. Very strong feelings there. hundred oh. percent. So how, how old are you guys when you first started? really noticing something different oh from as long as I can remember I mean I always felt feelings as you know just weird vibes for as long as I can remember it's always been that way um then again we would easily spook ourselves out and people would convince us oh it's just that but then I think when I was kind of nearing preteen age and becoming like a preteen is when things really started to pop out to me and things started to happen and I would get even worse feelings like I don't know that's when the things started happening to me in the house and I feel like that's when you first like no for me it was a little earlier than that probably like 10-ish well that's what I'm saying like the yeah. preteen age like right as we started to kind of near puberty and I don't know that's when I started to experience stuff which is weird looking at the story of the house you yeah. know just to me with yeah I mean it's actually quite common too to hear mm-hmm. that you know a lot of especially in 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 girls females when they start yeah. nearing the, the puberty age it seems um the paranormal seems to be attracted to them. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, that is really weird. <laughs> but no, it that's when the things started happening. Like the stuff mainly started happening to Jody first before it did to me. Mm-hmm. But then again, she's a bit older than I am uh, right. by two months. It seemed to start happening to her as she was kind of growing up a little bit more, starting mm-hmm. to enter puberty a little bit. And then it started happening to me right around that age afterwards. Because everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, Haley would be like, there's nothing here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would try to kind of convince myself. Yeah, you were were thinking that it was there. But but you were like, nothing's here, Jody. It's going to be fine. (laughs) But your story happened first. Your very first big experience. Yeah, I have two big experiences from when I was around that age around 10 ish yeah um, the first one was I was that's when I was trying to use the bathroom I was like somebody was in the downstairs bathroom so I went up so the way it's laid out is that spooky staircase that we're talking <laughs> about um the bathroom is right at the top of that staircase and then there's two there's two bedrooms to the right and one bedroom to the left um so I was in like the basic old yeah basic old house building whatever but I was upstairs in that bathroom and the door is really old and rickety and when you leave it open a crack you you can see on the other side there's a crack as well and 
I just had a weird feeling like someone was watching me and I look over to the door and it looks like there is someone standing in that crack between the door and I could see like a face and an eye looking through the crack in the door and I thought that it was like my mom or somebody coming to check on me or try to spook me and there was nobody it wasn't anybody it was just nobody had come up the stairs I didn't hear anything and so I quickly finished up and I went to open the door and I looked into my grandmother's bedroom which was to my right nothing in there so I closed when the door is open it like opens to the left so you can't see into the other room until you close it behind you and I look over into my Graham's room and there is a tall man standing there into the other room into the other room (laughs) not Graham's room the other room which is the room I actually stayed in which is crazy but um looked into the other room and there was a man standing there he had like a suitish kind of outfit on like a suit and a top hat like a tall hat like an Abe Lincoln (laughs) hat yeah literally and I lost it (laughs) I ran down the stairs as fast as I could and I was like there's a man upstairs (laughs) mom there's a man upstairs and she was like what are you talking about (laughs) so I don't remember if she went upstairs or what happened told you it was like you were crazy. Graham thought I was crazy. She was like, there's no man upstairs. Like, you are insane. And I'm like, no, I swear to you that there is a man up in our bedroom. He's wearing a hat. And nobody, everybody was like, there's nobody there. And I'm pretty sure my mom went upstairs and obviously there's nobody there. And, but I just remember that. And I didn't go upstairs for the longest time after that. Yeah, you would make sure I would accompany yeah, you. Yeah, if, if I went would. upstairs, somebody had to come with me. Like, I was not going. I would pee my pants before using that <laughs> bathroom again for, like, a long time after that. Um, and didn't he just stare at He you? just he stared just... at me. Just stood there mm-hmm. and stared at me. And it was to the far end of the bedroom in between that doorway that I had talked about into the other room before. He was just standing there staring at me and... It was so real and he was so there. It literally looked like a human being Mm. like standing there. And it was the, it was crazy. I still, I'm getting goosebumps right now, even talking about it because it was so in my, I was like that. that You've never seen him again. I've never seen him again since that was the only time. Nobody ever had and He was just actually there. Yeah. It's so creepy to think about. Mm -hmm. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen him since. Um, that was the one and only time. And like I said, that was probably between 10 and 12 at that point, um, somewhere around that age. Um, yeah, it was spooky. <laughs> I think You think that man that was in, you're sure that the man in the bedroom was the same one looking through the door? I'm pretty sure, yeah. It looked... If it wasn't him, I, it's hard to tell if a hundred percent was, but I, yeah. I, mean, I saw the face and an eye in the crack. And then when I opened the door, there was a man in the bedroom. So I was assumed that it was probably him, <laughs> but. Right. Um, so how far, was, how far from the bathroom, just, just to get a feel of this, how far from the bathroom to where he was, like oh. how many feet do you think that is? Or, oh, or you said it was a couple of rooms over, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not that far from 
the bedroom's pretty small, so he was at the end of the bedroom. So from the bathroom door into that bedroom's probably like, I don't know. 20, 25 feet, 30 feet? Not, yeah, yeah, 16, 20 feet, something like that. If that, yeah. yeah. It's probably pretty like 16 feet. I'm going by like ladders because I'm a painter. So like I'm trying to <laughs> picture a ladder in my head, like a 16 foot ladder, probably. We'll have to send him a little video yeah. after this next time we're at Graham's just so he can get a whole picture of the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like he's there and then he's just, you know, you, you obviously, I mean, you probably weren't even listening at that point for anyone walking, but it's like he was just there. And then he was yeah. in the room, you know, like, yeah, it was just, and I didn't hear, like, I don't remember hearing any footsteps. That's why, like, when I was sitting in the bathroom, I was like, why am I seeing a person right now? Because nobody just yeah. came up the stairs. Like I can tell when someone's coming up the stairs, they're right there and they're very loud. And <laughs> very there is loud. no mistaking if somebody walks through that front door, either. <laughs> it is so loud and creepy. Because it's got the original door on it. Yeah, so. exactly. The mm -hmm. front door to enter the house and it's right near you know the bottom of the stairs to that bathroom and you can hear it loud and clear and he wasn't there before so right. <laughs> in the house. And another thing that grabs sorry no that's okay <laughs> i was just gonna say another thing that grabs my attention right off is you said he was wearing a hat now i don't know if you ever heard of the hat man before but this is like this is a, a thing um i want to say documented thing because there's just hundreds of, of stories of of you know this man this ghostly man wearing yeah a, a top hat type thing you know and it's not even the first person i've had on the show tell me this so that's that's very interesting yeah yeah after that was mentioned to me i started looking up just out of curiosity online like stories and some were kind of nonsense of course and right. Then there's makeup edits that people make on TikTok and YouTube. But, you know, some stories seem kind of legit and it spooks me out a little extra. <laughs> and, uh, I had someone on the show way back when we first started. They they also lived in an old farmhouse um, growing up. And he they would call him the dark man. And he would just stand in the corner of the room as oh. when they were kids and like look at them, you know, menacingly. He wouldn't he never did anything to him but he you know this guy he always say that they would always see the the dark man and there was a, a gray lady like a husband and a wife type figure i don't know but it i'm getting the same type of feeling uh yeah from you as i did from him i'm yeah, like it, i'm kind of shaking where I, where i am that that's real creepy <laughs> uh, yeah. i mean it was even stranger because um you know, I would always stay the night there in the room where Jody had seen the man standing. That was kind of our bedroom. Yeah, up. our room that we would sleep in. It was one of her daughters. So it was still kind of set up that way, you know, old fashioned, but it was still kind of girly, had our toys, dollhouses and whatnot in there. And I would sleep there even when I was alone, like all the doors would be open, connected to my grams right across the mini hall there on top of the stairs. And um, I felt pretty comfortable. And then I remember very vividly one night I was sleeping in there and I was waking up just nonstop. And I just felt this weird feeling. I just kept ignoring it. I was pretty young and I had told 
my gram and my mom about it. And, you know, it was really nothing. It wasn't anything major. And I just started getting weirder and weirder feelings all the time, especially up there. And I just eventually was like, I'm sleeping in Graham's bed when I stay the night. I just, I couldn't handle it alone in that room. So I would sleep in her bed. It was pretty big. My grandma's a really small woman and me being young, I was very small also. So it worked out and I felt comfortable with it for the most part and Graham made me feel safe, but I just felt so uncomfortable one night, like something it wasn't just like that watching me feeling, it felt like very negative. Like it felt actually spooky, like genuinely like bad feelings. And I was trying to sleep and trying to sleep. And normally at home, I would sleep with a fan on kind of as like a white noise. And it was summer. So it was a good excuse to be like, Graham, let's try out putting a fan in the room. So we tried that. It was still pretty toasty up there being summertime and it got real hot, but I had just the sheet over my body because of that. Mm-hmm. As I was waking up my grandmother and I was just trying finally. And I felt what felt like a hand. It it was very soft, but it felt like a hand. Start at my shoulder and go all the way down, like slowly down to my hip in my butt and it just stopped I whipped myself right over and I was like Graham you need to wake up you need to turn on the light I need to go home and we called my mother and they were like please just stay try to go to sleep my mom didn't (laughs) want me to cry even though it was close it was late and just try to sleep it's okay nothing's here blah 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 and I was just about to even though I was so scared I was just staring at the wall and I saw something walk in as if somebody's walking in and you see their shadow on the wall, like normal. It was just walking right towards the bed and it was a hat, just like Jody explained in the shadow on the wall. And there was like a beard. I could see the nose outline and it just stopped at the end of the bed and was staring at my grandma and I, I just stared at the wall at that shadow. I looked over to the end of the bed to see if something was there. Nothing. Looked back at the wall and nothing was there anymore. It just disappeared. Mm. And it's like, mom, you are picking me up right now. I am not staying here. And I never felt so safe at my own home and in my own bed ever again (laughs) since that day. But it's very creepy. It was the same thing. And I know I wasn't losing my mind, but... Mm. Yeah, Just I've, so I've seen the hat, the <clears throat> hat man the one time and you saw the shadow. With yeah, the hat and- like I didn't see the actual figure like you did, yeah. but I saw the shadow, which is strange because it's a bit different. Yeah, but, but it was still the same. And that's not like just the only things that happened. There's yeah. so many things that have happened. Like, just like you'll be downstairs in the living room and you can hear somebody all the time time. you can hear the floorboards upstairs creaking like to this day around yeah I was just there for dinner the other last week or the week before and I heard somebody walking upstairs and there's no one there those bedrooms are completely shut off now so Um, the cats so the cats can't get in 
Um, right. So all shot. So there's no animals or anything up there. Um, and you can hear someone just walking across like the back and forth back pretty and much forth. yeah like somebody's pacing up there or something because the living room is directly below that bedroom mm -hmm. that very one and that's where my grandmother sits watches tv and i'll just be there talking to her and i can hear the footsteps all the time all the up time. there in that room it's like a normal thing yeah now. you're just like i'm not going up there yeah. so <laughs> You can and the shed also in the basement. Those are some creepy areas. She's got. A I don't shed. like the shed that has the stairs to the attic up there. It's mm -hmm. kind of an open attic, and that is where they found that parachute from Bald Mountain. Mm -hmm. And my grandma had the experience from that she finally opened up about. <laughs> <laughs> but well, before we get into that, um. So, so you, you were touched by something. Do you think, was that your gram, do you think, or was that something else? Oh, no, I would, she was facing the opposite direction and I was facing the opposite direction when I woke her up. But then if I, you know, told her, oh, I felt this touching me, she would have been like, oh, that was me, you know, and I would have felt her arm when I whipped myself up as well, I think. And I had told her immediately then when I had felt and why I was so scared when I was waking her up and she was like, you didn't feel anything. Maybe it's just the fan blowing you, you know, just kind of trying to downplay it, think that it's my imagination type of deal. But I know very well that I felt it. I was just, I've had, when I lived there as an adult, so just a couple of, I'm, I'm almost 28. So this was only, I was 24 to 26, maybe 23 to 26 when I lived at my grams. And um, I had a lot, I never saw the man, but I definitely saw shadows. Like there'd be like shadows that would walk across the room, the whole deal with storm. Um, and then I vividly remember one time I was in the shower. So upstairs in the bathroom, there was just a tub. There was no shower. So I kind of had to, rig up my own little shower I put like shower DIY. curtains around yeah DIY um hung a shower in there whatever and I was in the shower and again this is just me and my grand no one else lives with us and this was at nighttime and my dog is in my room she's not in the bathroom with me and I'm in the shower I'm washing my hair and I just like out of the corner of my eye and I feel it on my arm because it's a small little space that you're in the shower you know the shower curtain like pushed mm. inward towards me there's no draft in there's there. no fan. draft or fan or anything in this bathroom it's like a little tiny hallway ish bathroom and the door was shut my window was closed in the bathroom and it it and it wasn't just like a breeze you know it was like someone put their hand on the shower curtain and like pushed it inwards towards my arm and I felt the shower curtain on my arm and I looked over and the shower curtain is literally pushed in like somebody's hand is there so me being me I I took my arm and I whacked the shower curtain <laughs> as hard as I could outwards because I'm not screwing around with this person I'm like, I'm like get out of my bathroom and I like open the shower curtain up and nobody's there so it's not like my mom was up there trying to play a prank on me or something like it was 
just somebody was pushing in the shower curtain with their hand and it was very spooky and I hurried up and finished my shower was there any um, resistance when you pushed the curtain or did it just push it just pushed it just pushed like nobody was even there yeah because it was like like if it was Haley or like my mom pushing it in, you know, you would have felt the arm. And but we would have laughed. Too. Yeah, but <laughs> it was like somebody was pushing in. And then when I pushed it out, it was like nothing was there. Yeah. Yeah. And really that was strange. the same bathroom that, you know, sh- that, that I was, was peeping. Through yeah, the door. That, that I was peeping through the door. Same bathroom. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Is that, your then, sec- is that your second major happening? You said you had two. Yeah, so... Uh, the second one when I was little was um, it was I was upstairs again and through the attic door. So like I said, it's like a weird setup. There's the big room, a door into a smaller room and then a door into the attic. So the second major one that I remember from when I was little was I was in the regular bedroom um, and I looked over that attic door shut all the time. Um, and it's like latched, like locked, latched. And I looked over into that room and the attic door was open. And nobody had been up there but me. And it's locked from the inside. So it would have had to be somebody from that was like in the room with me because mm-hmm. it's locked from the attic side it's locked from the bedroom side Mm -hmm. and the door was open a little bit and I felt I saw like a dark shadow kind of go into the attic and I like turned around and I went to go down the stairs and I looked back over and the attic door was shut Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I was like what in the world so again ran downstairs told Graham like somebody's in the attic like somebody is opening the door and so she went up and or like to the stairs to the attic and there was nobody the up there in the shed yeah and she was pretty much like bah humbug yeah like, she she's always dismissive she's never like she's always like there's nothing here I think and, she always wants people to be comfortable in there yeah. too and not freaked out and but what she says to us still and what she, now as adults she'll go if there is a ghost he doesn't bother me and I don't bother him. <laughs> I don't bother my friendly man yeah. ghost or whatever. <laughs> so she'll never say that it's that she's that like she's told a couple stories where she's yeah. had experiences, but every time you ask her, like, you don't think there's anything here? She's like, if there is, I don't bother him and he doesn't bother me. She always That's refers she to says, it as a him. As though, a him, of course. She always says it's, it's a man. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But she when we mentioned, you know, we just asked polite permission. Is it okay if we talk about your house on the podcast, you know, and she's okay with it. She just said, I just, you know, one thing, she doesn't want a bunch of people showing up there, (laughs) which is obvious. She's a very religious woman, of course. And I think parts of her, even if she won't fully admit it, kind of worries that you know, it might bring about evil things or something talking about yep. the paranormal. Right. And she is just like very adamant that we understand that she is trying not to bug her friendly ghost yeah. is what she calls them. So because apparently they 
are just on a mutual level that they get along <laughs> at this I point. So. Yeah, she she won't say anything further than that. Yeah. She literally, if you ask her, she's just like. That's why it's been shocking when we read that article that she had said that she felt something, and then when she finally came out to my mom about experiences that she had had, it was shocking to us that she had finally said something that. And then when we asked her about it, me and my mom were there, we asked her about it. And she goes, I never said anything. And mom's mom's like, like, yes, "Yes, you did. And she goes, well, I don't bother him. And he doesn't (laughs) bother me, was her exact words, just like she said. So, Um, But I had a lot of experiences when I lived there as an adult. The two major ones when I was little were the attic door and then the hat man. But Mm. like, as my, in my 20s, when I lived there, I, um, there was a shower curtain. That was the one of the major ones as an adult that I experienced and there was always someone tugging at my blankets at the oh, end I forgot about of my that. bed yeah I would feel someone it all the time it was almost to the point where I just got so used to it it didn't even spook me anymore yeah. because I was just like whatever uh-huh. but I would feel I'd have my comforter I don't have my sheets tucked in underneath my bed they're just over my bed Mm -hmm. I would feel literally like someone was grabbing the end of the sheets and trying to drag them off of me slowly and it was a spooky feeling especially the first few times it happened I went downstairs I would cuddle with my grandmother as a 24 year old (laughs) person (laughs) I was like I'm not sleeping up there um but definitely helped that I had my dog um having my dog in the room with me was um yeah it's like having some sort of presence there yeah. with you if I like looked if something happened I looked over and Storm was asleep I was like okay everything's all yeah. right now <laughs> it, like it was one system <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like if she doesn't feel I feel like if it was like super super negative she would probably be awake growling or something um and you would feel you would smell perfume upstairs a lot like I would smell I would walk into my room and I would smell like a like almost somebody had sprayed perfume in my room. Like, I didn't just recently. Yeah, yeah, just like recently. And I'm like, I don't spray perfume in my room because it's my dog. Um, so it was it was just strange. You would like smell this light florally scent in my room all the time and um just yeah, the shadows around. It definitely seems like he makes himself known when you know you're uh you're you're at your most vulnerable yeah exactly using the bathroom taking a shower sleeping (laughs) sleeping laying in bed trying to relax Mm -hmm. it it feels like that is a huge thing I always experience right there in that hallway of the stairs you know right outside the bathroom in the bedroom the lights because there was a switch at the very bottom of the stairs and the top but even when I would be right there with the door open in the bathroom or right in the wicker room, which is down at the bottom of the stairs to the left. Um, when you first walk in the house, it's two living rooms. She has two. Yeah. I, I kind of, yeah. Yeah. The wicker room is like the big area where everyone needs all to wicker out. Furniture. It's all wicker furniture. So that's just what she calls it. And, mm-hmm. um, I would see the lights just like turn off randomly or turn on randomly right there on the stairs 
And my mother said that she would experience that a lot, that her and her sister, Jody, that's passed, would see that happen a lot when they were younger also. So that wasn't anything new and just for me. Did you ever see that happen when you were there, the lights in the hall? They would flicker sometimes, yeah. yeah. Um, it would, like, shut off for a while. Or yeah, turn on. and then turn on. Yeah. In my mind, I was trying to not creep myself out. So <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just old house old electrical <laughs> you know it's like don't do anything in my mind to make me not believe that there mm-hmm. was somebody there I was like oh this is just oh it's fine mm-hmm. um one of the creepiest things that happened to me again this was right when I lived with her a little over a year ago now um I was outside in my car and I was getting home from work and it was winter. So it was dark out. I got out at five. So it was dark out. Um, but I always kept a light on in that room. That's right by the attic, yeah. which was my craft room. I had a light on up there. It was a dim light though. It wasn't like bright, bright. Um, and I pulled in. So my grandma's driveway is weird. There's not really like a driveway. There is kind of now, but that was just put in. But before I'd have to kind of park on the side of the lawn. So you'd have to turn around at the end of the road and then come back to park. And I like parked on the side up on the lawn. And I look up, there's like three or four windows that go out. There's like a little window seat in that room and three big windows. And I look up to the light. And there was like a shadow figure in the window. Uh uh-uh, I wouldn't and... be going up there. <laughs> there was like a shadow, like a like um, yeah, like a shadow figure of a person up there. And I was like, "That's odd. No one else is in the house." And again, Graham can't climb the stairs. And mm-hmm. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because every time I drive past that room now, it's there's no lights up there anymore because nobody's staying yeah. up there. But in my head, I'm like, there's someone in that window. Because <laughs> like that yeah. one time that I saw that shadow in the window. Just like waiting for Just you. like looking out, yeah. Oof. And I quickly went upstairs that night and got my dog and hung out in the living room for a little bit before mm-hmm. I went upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, leave. <laughs> please leave now. Um, yeah, a lot of little creepy shadow kind of movements throughout mm-hmm. the house. Right. Uh, especially that upstairs area yeah now so you had mentioned uh, a parachute yes and i know that there's some sort of history behind this right yeah so i mean i didn't even know about it for the longest time of course because my gram had kind of finally admitted it to my mother um shockingly as i mentioned but So basically, there was a plane crash on Bald Mountain, which is just at the very end of the, her road, which is a dead end road. And there's a trail you can go up. People, you know, ride four wheelers side by side, or they just walk it. You can walk up to the top of Bald Mountain. It's relatively small. I guess back in the day, there was a plane crash, which I also didn't know about. And the people that lived before in her house right before she did had found a parachute and there was blood all over it up on bald mountain when the crash had happened or whatever and they placed it in the attic which as we mentioned you go to the shed and there's the attic stairs it's just kind of open it's pretty small it's nothing crazy or special 
And my gram had went up there and noticed it, kind of opened it, saw the blood and found out about it. You know, what had happened, what it was from. And later on, I don't know if it was the same day or, you know, following days, but she saw a man. Um, she didn't really describe what he looked like entirely because she's, when I just tried to ask her, because she's so closed off about it. But it was a man and he was just standing there staring at her. And then once she got rid of that parachute, apparently she stopped seeing him. Like there was just, she never saw a man or anything ever again, supposedly. Who knows if there's, you know, a couple stories she doesn't really want to talk about, but according to her that's exactly what happened and we don't know much more about that parachute thing but we do know that so is there like a i don't even know if you would know this is there a time period involved in this or did she instantly know that it was connected to the parachute and just get, got rid of it or was it like she kept seeing him and eventually you know figured it out See, I'm not totally sure because, like I said, she's so closed off. Yeah, she doesn't like talking about her experience. Yeah, but because I tried to, you know, ask her about it before we were scheduled to do the podcast. So I would have maybe a little bit more information on that topic because that's all the information I really have. But she was just. I'm nice to my ghost, so you know she does other hand, yeah, very adamant about that, like as if we're gonna be picking at him or something, mm. and she's worried about it. But I would love to know. I'd that, love to know more yeah, about that too. I know. Yeah. I wish that she was an open book about that stuff mm. because we're adults now, and you know we've had so many experiences. Yeah, and there. we still go there. Yeah, and you know we still love seeing her. But I think because she lives there, maybe it's for her own comfort now. So I I wish I knew more about that situation. And if she saw him more than just the one time, uh, who knows? Maybe she had like a feeling, oh, that only happened right after I found out about the parachute and saw it. So she was like, oh, maybe I should get rid of this and see what happens type of deal. And she's. Just maybe she was like, this might be curse or something, you know. I wish that she details. So she obviously seen more than one ghost. You know, she's talking about her friendly man ghost upstairs. Mm-hmm. And this ghost, which was connected to the parachute. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's definitely I'm interested to know more too. This is this is very interesting. There's I feel like there's definitely something going on we there someday <laughs> she will give us her full information <laughs> i know i just kind of want to push and push her a little by little yeah. maybe get a little bit more information out of her here and there <laughs> even but, if it's in the pieces it'll still be cool to find out gradually about that and her experiences and i know if you can convince her i know of a great uh paranormal research group uh, and they have a a division in, or like a unit in uh New Hampshire that, and they're uh paranormal investigators of New England. They're they're really good. Um, I think I have seen their Facebook page before. 
probably. Yeah. No, I would love if she would be open to that. That would be so cool. But yeah. <laughs> of course, it is her house, so we have to make sure that she would be comfortable with that. And open I've always to wanted to um, buy like an EVP recorder and mm -hmm. do like little like session by myself upstairs, but I'd have to have someone who's <laughs> also not scared. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, and she's also right. I mean, you also don't want to push it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's why a lot of professionals tend to do that yeah. stuff too. Mm -hmm. So there, there, there's like funky rules when it comes to the, the paranormal. You don't really yeah, want to think you're doing it right. contact with anything. You know, yeah. and you're like inviting it in, which can, can lead to bad things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't want that. <laughs> Not at all. I don't need anything following me home. <laughs> right. But you guys, you also had mentioned a letter. And I know this letter plays a pretty big role in in the history of the, the house. Yeah. Because yeah. like that also kind of comes in with the first thing that Graham experienced too, that she said that she felt. Mm -hmm. And that's the very first thing we ever we had to read that she admitted it, but you know, the first thing that she did admit to somebody that she felt. Yeah. So my um <clears throat> trying to find the hold on one second. So basically when my grandpa Shelly, so he's my mother's dad, um, he's my grandmother's son. So they were renovating the stairway that we had been talking about a couple times that goes leads to upstairs um and my grandpa Shelly my grandma and bump went out and my grandpa Shelly was finishing up some of the ripping out stuff and trying to help bump rip, renovate stuff he was pretty young he was right? pretty young yeah um and when they came home my grandpa Shelly saw well he told them that he had found a letter in the wall of the staircase of the area. staircase area that went upstairs and so my grandmother read it and everything and they were like oh maybe it was just like grandpa Shelley paying playing a prank on them like he wrote it and grandma's like no he did not write this letter it's not his handwriting and it looks way too old yeah to be like from him you know mm -hmm. um so in the letter it says that like tells this story um I can yeah, read the letter read it, yeah. if you want me to. Um I mean that's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. So what they made out because it was a little broken. It was a little stuff. broken up because it's really old. So it was um really broken up. Um, but they found that it said in the year of eighteen hundred sixty-two, a man that goes by the name Paul Newfield came to us after being badly hurt in the war. He had worked here only but one week when he got to fancy my sister quite well. One day after he had finished supper and his chores um, were done, and his chores were done, he tried to make love to my sister, Susanna. She would not let him, so he picked up a pitchfork and killed her. My father found out and shot him. We buried him in the lower end of the barn, told people, that my sister died of smallpox. Now I can rest easy that I have told whoever might find the letter my story. <clears throat> and it's signed RCN. Um, and it was dated Saturday, 
July 10th to find her. So they found this letter. And of course, my gram is like, what in the world? <laughs> um, <laughs> so she ended up actually bringing it to the Goshen Historical Society. Um, and they actually did research and stuff into that. Um, and they carbon dated the letter and it was authentic to be really old from that time from that yeah. time period um so it wasn't my grandpa Shelley just playing a prank because it was yeah. very old paper very old ink um and it was like yellow and like really old um so yeah it's been it was at the Goshen Historical Society and I believe they still have it mm-hmm, I'm pretty sure. um and yeah, that's that's the letter. So I, it obviously the barn is torn down now is the problem. So when they tore down the barn, nobody had really found any. I don't think they were necessarily digging first. They weren't boats. digging. They just <laughs> knocked down the barn and got rid of the wood. So they weren't yeah. digging. Nobody's found any human remains out there. But like Haley said, nobody's been digging out there. So mm-hmm. um, it would be on the end of the house. Um, but it's very creepy that there was an old letter in the wall. Like, who would just... Because obviously it could be somebody back then, especially if it was a younger boy or something, you know, for instance, since he was talking about his sister. I, I've just always gotten a vibe it was a boy. Yeah. I, I could be incorrect, but I'll just refer to it as he, I suppose. But... um there's always the chance that back then they could have just wrote um, a silly little prank letter and put it in the wall. But I feel like that was less likely back then in a pretty detailed and I don't know. I just, in all the experiences that we have all had, it just seems to kind of put it together a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Especially if you feel that you're, you're getting a lot of strange, a lot of your, it sounds like a lot of your feelings are coming from that stairway. It's almost like yeah. something attached to the letter or mm. you know, where the letter was. Uh-huh. You know, almost like it it I want to yeah. say followed the letter because uh, I mean mate, who has the letter now? The Historical Society? Yeah, Goshen Historical Society does. I'm interested to know if there's any you know weird stuff that happens around the letter itself but yeah yeah and well before we knew anything about the letter is when we had all those experiences in all those general areas where the letter was found too which is kind of even spookier i guess right yeah and this is the you said goshen yeah i'm just gonna send him an email see what i can find out but yeah that's very interesting the whole that whole area i mean it i mean i i mean i don't really know what's going on right but it sounds like this this hat man could quite possibly possibly be you know this this guy they shot and killed uh, yeah in the backyard (laughs) yeah because i always growing up i always thought that, that there was like three I always yeah. said to everyone like that asked me, like, there, in my head, there's always been, like, three different types of spirits there, and one is bad and negative. 
one is more of like protecting and one is a female. Like I've always liked the perfume, that kind of stuff. I always was like, that just, I don't know. That seems like a female nurturing kind of energy to me. Um, good sister. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I always, and, and it's weird because like Haley said, we've had these experiences before. We didn't know about the letter until yeah. we were in high school, like mm-hmm. well into high school. Um, and we have been having these experiences for years before that. Yeah, so way before. Um, yeah, I think I was like a senior when I remember I when I found out. I was like, no freaking way. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that it was right. spooky. To read that letter and go and like reflect on all that had happened. Yeah, all that that we had experienced and stuff. It was like that yeah. makes so much sense because like you see and hear of old houses being haunted all the time, and it's scary enough, especially when you're in actually experiencing it of course it's wicked spooky in that moment but then when you have experienced all of that and you hear that there is an actual story right it's wow of two murders that happened (laughs) yeah like like, where i slept most of my (laughs) life like that was very spooky it's like no way i was like uh, you you're the one that told me about it because you were at graham's by yourself and she had you know showed you the article yeah I was surprised that she even had told well I had asked her I was like Graham you never experienced anything yeah and she was like well I do have a letter that we found back in the 50s (laughs) I was like what (laughs) and she showed me and I was in awe I was like this explains I feel like this explains a lot she hides stuff so well she does she's very (laughs) you know secretive with her experiences but I hope someday that she opens up more uh, every time I go there I'm like so uh-huh <laughs> right. in the most... yeah especially a big feeling she knows more just, oh, just yeah. from the way you guys talk even talk about it you know she's like really cagey and she's like no there's nothing nothing yeah, going she on. Going on. yeah um then again it's been her home for a long time she's raised her children there it is home to her and she feels right. safe, of course, and has enough for all these years, but she probably wants to continue feeling safe until right. she can. So. Yeah, I, mean, she... I definitely wouldn't want to live in a house with an angry spirit, so I don't blame yeah. her, you know? No, but she has mentioned um, as of recently that she gets a little spooked out being there alone at night. Oh, yeah, she gets anxiety about yeah. it sometimes. But, um, like, we have her family, her son and daughter-in-law live right there, right there across the street, um, like, two seconds away from her, so, um, and then my mom still lives right up the road, so. And then she's surrounded by neighbors that are so close with her, too. But it's weird to me that she's getting now, now she's getting starting to get spooked out at night once you know you move I out, moved out and, and yeah yeah that's definitely when it started mm-hmm. but yeah. what she's experiencing right now but I feel like there's something yeah I don't know she like around times that she wants to go to sleep she tends to get a little anxious and shaky and sometimes wants one of us or my mother or something to go down there and just kind of 
talk to her. Jody did just the other night mm-hmm. and just kind of ease her mind. And she's like, it just feels good having somebody here to talk to me. And that's not a spooky ghost. And she had been busy, you know, with all our Christmas plans. She had just gotten home not long before, but I guess she just doesn't want to be alone there. She doesn't <laughs> mind being alone there. She yeah. usually doesn't have a problem. She, mom had mentioned possibly someone else moving in to help. And Graham was like, I like my space. Yeah. I like to stay here. But then mm-hmm. there are some where she gets a little, yeah. a little spooked out, but she, she refuses to let certain people live with her because she likes her space oh yeah i'd be the same way yeah she likes to have (laughs) her her tv time and not have to talk to people and (laughs) that's just the way she is so well i mean she deserves it you know yeah yeah she raised so many kids and then us grandkids grandkids (laughs) and her grandkids before us yeah (laughs) she's have you guys ever thought about putting cameras up that like my my grandmother is um she got dementia, but she still lives on her own. Uh, and like my aunt's right across, literally, like just like I'm assuming, like you guys, right across the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my family and they put cameras up throughout the house to kind of keep an eye on her. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good idea. You never know; you might catch something on the camera. <laughs> I know that's what I was just thinking. We could put one downstairs for her, and then also sneak one upstairs into that bedroom. <laughs> just. Yeah, you guys Just can watch there. the footage first. <laughs> yeah, you're not watching it by yourself. That's yeah, sure. I'll be in my room. I even at I get I love paranormal stuff, and I sit and watch a lot of mediumship stuff a lot too, because I'm very into that. And even though some things are less creepy than others, like mediumship, it's pretty positive overall, at least in my opinion. But still, if I'm alone, the only one up at night, I'll still call my sister if I like oh, sit outside or something. I'm going to call it like midnight <laughs> when I'm watching it's Haley. She's stuff. like, I'm going outside to smoke real quick. Can you please stay on, stay the, on phone the phone with me? With me? <laughs> <laughs> and I get spooked out, but I love it and I can't help myself. But then, you know what? I could actually put you in contact with a medium uh, who who has actually, I guess, been pretty successful uh with pictures and video and stuff like that like over the phone um like flip her a picture of the house or something and see what she picks up that'd be interesting too that would be really interesting actually yeah Yeah. that would be awesome that would be so cool because maybe she is is from new hampshire like southern new hampshire central new hampshire area so Mm -hmm. see like i a lot of the time look up that stuff just on my own because there's a lot of really misleading people on like you know TikTok or something but if they go live there's a few really big ones really big names that they'll go live sometimes and I'll watch them of course and they'll do like spirit led or whatever I never get the luck but I just like to listen to it but our father passed away like a year ago so that would be so cool we have so many loved ones that have passed and then if we brought one to the attention of that house that would just be yeah i would like to know more about Graham's so awesome sure. i haven't even thought about that doing mm-hmm. it like regarding Graham's i've house. always wanted to bring in like a paranormal team, yeah and i've mentioned it to grandma before she's like i don't really know if i want people in my house but yeah. i'm hoping to convince her to we'll just be like hey we're having a friend over <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. no i'm just i'm really interested to yeah. see 
um especially like she goes up with my aunt sometimes to one of my aunt's houses Mm -hmm. um in the summertime so I was going I've been trying to convince her when she goes away for the night so she's not there um if I could bring in like a team to kind of go through the house and see if we can pick up anything because I'm always curious about that with so many experiences Mm -hmm. that we've had yeah it'd be very interesting there is definitely something connected didn't you say they dated the letter? Yeah, yeah, they dated to the 1800s and some point in the 1800s as well. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said it was injured in the war. It was like 1832, I think. So that'd be Civil War, probably mm-hmm. like Battle. I don't know, Antietam era. I don't and know. then it's so weird thinking about it as it pops into my head. I have to say, you know, like the fact that those things started happening to us when we were kind of you know, females hitting that puberty age. And we don't know exactly how old the sister Susanna that he speaks of was, but, you know, the sister, I would kind of assume she wasn't super old, maybe in her teens or so, because usually a lot of women back then married as early as they possibly could. You know, they married this and that happened with my grandmother too, which was later on. But I just have a feeling maybe she was at the age or around that, at least. When we started experiencing Yeah, exactly. Stuff. And it's just very strange to me. And that... you said your mom never experienced anything except for, like, weird feelings. Yeah, she didn't experience, like, seeing any ghosts or anything. But she would get a lot of weird feelings when she would stay there. Um, Even as a know, child? Yeah, yeah, the lights flickering and stuff. I mean, she didn't stay there as much as my sister and I did but it was still pretty frequently but she also was always there I'm sorry what did she grow up in the house no no because that was her grandmother too our gram is our great grandmother so yeah um so she would go there very often she always had her sister Jody with her but so maybe that kind of helped having like somebody right there. But they would be there more during the day. Yeah. Um, my grandfather, um, my mom's dad, who was my great grandmother's son. So he grew up there, but his house was also right up the road. So my aunt and my mom would just come down for the day, eat some cookies and then run back up the road yeah. to go to bed. So they didn't stay there all the time. Like me and Haley were there right. all the time. My mom and my stepdad were nurses and they worked a bunch of different shifts. So we were constantly at my grandma's mm-hmm. house. Right. Yeah. I was, I was, I was wondering why, you know, you guys experienced this, this, these figures while your mom who, who I assumed lived there, you know, only got weird feelings, but that makes a lot of sense. So she obviously wasn't there, you know, during, I don't, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, the witching hour, you know, nighttime. Yeah. These the mm-hmm. spookier times to to experience something more. Uh-huh. I will tell you a quick little story. It's um, me and my mom were actually just there putting together oh, my yeah. grandmother's Christmas tree, and my mom and me were upstairs because we have a few things up there. It's it's not like full of storage stuff, but there is a few things that I have left over from living there. My mom has from the attic that she cleared out so we were up there just kind of grabbing a few things going through a couple things while we were there decorating the tree and um 
me and my mom were up there and there's one little light and we had the door open to the hallway and we were just chatting and all of a sudden it we hear this like this pitter patter across the floor and run down the stairs and my mom stopped and she's like what was that and she looked down the stairs there's nothing on the stairs so my mom runs downstairs to see where my gram's cat is and my gram is my gram's cat is laying on the she has like this futon kind of thing in her kitchen like little (laughs) area bed day bed thing in her kitchen and the cat is laying on that like almost sound asleep so we were like what just ran down the stairs but it didn't sound like a human it sounded like like an animal like a cat basically or a dog or something running down the stairs and it's kind of weird because my grandmother's other cat just died a few months ago so (laughs) we were just speaking of cat my cat just meowed (laughs) um it was just kind of spooky my mom was like I have never really heard something that you know distinct running down the stairs before it was like an alive cat ran down the stairs mm-hmm. it was really strange Ooh. and my mom was she was like what was that I'm like that happens all the time that kind of stuff yeah so. that is weird I mean just because it sounded like a cat doesn't mean it it couldn't have been the same same spirit you know they often take uh, yeah you know, that's true Spirit worlds is just very different and can be than, you know, us. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. This is just, I love this story. First of all, I read it in the middle of the night when I read like it was um, when I say in the middle of the night, I mean, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I'd woken up and I was checking my email and I, I saw that you had messaged me and I started reading it and I read that that you were you know in the bathroom getting someone was peeking at you and i was just like oh my god i can't go back (laughs) um and this 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 whole story with the letter and the history behind this this house and property and and um your 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 grandmother uh being so mysterious you know she's just it's almost like we should we should just do a, a podcast episode on her she sounds like she's got you said she was 96 years old yeah, yeah. She, she was born in craziest seven. stories you know yeah. yeah i just i wish i know in all of those years living there there has got to be at least one more story yeah. she's, she's got, got she just <laughs> she every time you ask her she's like he doesn't bother me and i don't bother him yeah if you knew her she she's said. just about everything she yeah. is a very she is a very loving woman and she's awesome love her to death but she is a very stubborn woman yes. <laughs> very about everything so about something like that she's a tough nut to crack yeah for sure well maybe one day you'll hear more yeah i, I hope so, so. <laughs> but um but yeah thanks for coming on and and telling us this story this was very I, I love this story I mean even like even when I was younger I remember at my grand's house it's always said to be haunted too but of of my my grandfather's mother apparently is the is the spirit there and I, I I know exactly what you're talking about being downstairs and just hearing people walking around upstairs when there's nobody there like it, it is it's definitely a weird sensation yeah. 
sustain that either, you know? I remember, no... and my, I remember there was a time when me and my cousin, you know, we wrote on a piece of paper, like, is there a ghost here? And we left it <laughs> off of the stairs with a pen, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Remi- reminds me of, of this. Yeah. There, we used to do a lot of stuff. Like we would go outside and we would start to dig holes randomly, like right. Trying to find old trinkets. Yeah. And we would find glasses, like, you know, cups and stuff. We would find all kinds of little bottles, old medicine bottles. Yeah. All over the place, just outside in the dirt. We would just dig and we would just find all those things. We'd bring them into Graham's. She's like, oh, neat. She'd just wash them off and use them to put her out in and stuff. but yeah i mean it definitely sounds like there's a bigger story here yeah definitely it makes me wonder if that girl because they told her that she because they couldn't find her grave yeah they said with the name Susanna on it it makes me wonder because back in that day Sometimes they buried people on their own property. Especially if they said she died of small. Mm-hmm. It's just like that was talked about. With- yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people could afford like cemetery plots. So they yeah. would just, you know, put like a headstone out in their yard and or out in their back yeah. field or something. And they would bury their loved ones back there. There are so many old houses that have like whole tiny little cemeteries just mm-hmm. for family members. It's kind of crazy. It makes me wonder if she's buried there yeah. just on land mm-hmm. no never will unless we start digging up the entire mm-hmm. land which we're not doing <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah thank you for having us on and yeah, caring you. about our story it's always yeah, fun definitely. to come yeah it's it's a good one it really is I hope that we can find out more. It's always that those type of things that you wish that you could just figure out all of the history and answers to, but the mystery is kind of fun too at the same time, <laughs> but it'd be nice to have more answers. Right. Well, hopefully you get some, and when you do, let us know, please. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thanks for coming on. That was really yeah. good. Really, really good story. I love it. Thanks for having us. All right, guys. Now that is a story. Uh, I love that story. I just like, like I said, probably like five or six times right there at the end that I I'm almost in love with this story. There's so much going on uh, at this house. Um, I don't even know where to begin. You know, they got this letter of this murder in the 1800s. You know, this Civil War veteran who comes in and tries to rape this farmer's daughter. And the farmer kills him, buries him in the, you know, you know, under the barn somewhere. And the barn end up get, get, gets taken down. You know, at some point, maybe the, the dude's body was lost. Where's the sister? The sister was killed by the guy um, with a pitchfork. You know, they they buried the sister somewhere on the property as well. Um, says she died of smallpox. Their grandmother has lived at this house since she was 20 years old, you know, and she's she's definitely the way they, they talk about it, it makes it seem like she definitely um knows more than uh than what she's ever said. And you know, I will try, I'll I'll see if it's okay to repost this letter and this article that they were in because the grandmother does mention some stuff. 
seeing, feeling some stuff in this article. Um, and you have this whole thing with the parachute and this plane crash. Um, and their stories of seeing this hat man, you know, this this spirit of this man who I am assuming is this this war veteran who was, you know, shot and killed on the property. I'm just assuming that it was him that was peeking, you know, and, and is definitely doing some inappropriate things with these these younger girls as they're growing up in this house, peeking on them, you know, touching them at night, uh, spying on them in their sleep, you know, pulling the bed sheets off, stuff like that. It's very, very, very interesting. You know, it's just like paranormal and true crime wrapped up in one uh, a story that stretches almost 150 years 160 years it's definitely definitely very very interesting 160 years worth of of paranormal true crime history going on at this house um i hope you like these stories as much as i do uh haley and jody they definitely experienced their fair share um of the paranormal while visiting you know their grandmother um so yeah i would definitely say that this story is almost canon